0: Hey, everyone, it's Mike Rickheim. Thanks for joining us again for the next rendition of the Getting to Know podcast. Today, uh, we have a very special guest, same person that interviewed me, our brand spanking new president and CEO, Julie Schertel is here uh, to talk about a plethora of things, uh, personal, professional, somewhere in between. Um, so we'll get right after it. Thanks for joining us, Julie. You're very busy. You have a lot going on running a big company. Just
1: a little bit.
0: So uh, what's it like being CEO?
1: Not all that long ago. My daughter was a little bit younger. One of her friends asked her, what does your mom do at work? And she she was a little bit younger, and she said, she bosses people around. And I had to laugh a little bit because there's probably some truth to that. But what it's like is um, not all that different probably than most people. It's just very busy and there's a lot going on. And this is a whole new world with the pandemic. And so things that we all thought we knew in the past, we don't know anymore. And it takes a lot of people looking at things through a different lens to make the right decisions and being willing to be very decisive and having the courage to step out and, and make those decisions, which we have the right team at Nina to do just that. So I think we've, we're have we making all the right decisions, but it doesn't mean it's an easy time right now.
0: A couple of things you brought up that I want to circle back on. You brought up, we have the right team. You've got a bunch of new leaders, myself included. What's that like?
1: It's really great because I think we have a really great balance of new people on the team with fresh eyes that bring in new perspectives from different places and new ideas. And we balance that with some historical perspectives. So I think it's a really nice mix on our leadership team. Um, And it was time for that. You know, we don't want to have a team that's in place too long or that's overly complacent. So we have people that are been at Nina for a while that are in new positions, myself included. We have a new CFO, new CHRO and yourself. Um, Ron Lane in operations is still fairly new. Byron Rackey, who's leading all of our commercial area is in a newish role. Um, Noah Benz, our general counsel, is still fairly new in that role. Steve Point is probably the least new. Thank goodness we have some consistency there, but a lot of newness that I think there's a, a nice balance of fresh eyes and consistency and approach and, and historical perspective.
0: And importantly, the same executive assistant, Cindy, came along. Oh my with you. gosh, thank goodness. Straight, right? The
1: person who actually makes things happen, Cindy, yes.
0: So going back to uh, Jenna's comment, tell, tell, introduce us to your family.
1: I've been married over 25 years to another Mike, which often brings up some interesting challenges that we've had with texting. I would
0: agree with Jenna <laughs> that you're a little bossy
1: yes, that you've experienced. For 25 years, definitely the, the better half and a very patient man who has put up with me for, for that amount of time. I have a son and a daughter. My son's 20, so he'll be a junior in college this year. And um, having him home over the quarantine time, I think has been, you know, he's ready to get back to his independence for sure. And then I have a daughter of 14, Jenna, who will be starting high school next year. And she, you know, moves, fluidly between being like a perfect little angel to a baby rattlesnake ready to strike at any moment.
0: Uh, Do you have any pets?
1: We do. We have two dogs. We have Buster and Charlie. So Buster is a very small dog. I say that loosely because I don't know if everybody would consider him a dog. He's like four pounds. He's very cute, but not very smart. And we have Charlie, who's more mid-sized, 20 pounds, who's smart and not very cute. So they each have something going for them.
0: Family, big sports fans or... Big
1: sports fans. So we have season tickets to the Falcons and Braves fans. So we usually attend several Braves games a year as well. So my kids play sports. Jake played travel baseball through high school and Jenna plays club soccer.
0: Know those club soccer games.
1: You know what? I kind of enjoyed the baseball games a little bit more than the soccer games, but we'll keep that Well, sh- us. We will keep
0: that between us. What happens on the Getting to Know podcast yeah, remains... Amongst our 2,600 closest friends, right? <laughs> you mentioned that your husband's name is Mike. My name clearly is Mike. We have found ourselves in a couple of predicaments in which you're asking me to, oh. to help you with some household chores, <laughs> uh, which have led me to believe that you know sometimes what you do for fun might involve kind of hanging out by the pool and a drink or two. So I think uh, I
1: should probably explain better. So in my phone, I have Mike my husband, and then I have Mike, but it says MR for some reason, and so when I text and I don't have my glasses on, sometimes it goes to the wrong mic. So on Mother's Day, I was out, we have a pool at the house, I was out by the pool, and I was out of beer at the pool, so I sent a very urgent text to who I thought was my mic, in the house that it would be great if he brought down beer. And I think it was even something like May Day, we're out of beer at the pool. It was exactly like that. epic Mother's Day fail. <laughs> right? yeah. so, and then he came down and I realized no beer. And then I realized I sent it to Mike time.
0: He failed again. Now I showed up <laughs> quick. I know, I know right. my role. I showed up quickly. So what do you do for fun beyond that?
1: I would say, you know, we're just in this season of life where it's just, it's all about our kids right now. And so it's either going to a sporting event with our kids or going to see our kids play a sporting event or going to see our kids at school or going on a vacation with our kids. So as long as they want us around, we want them around. So we're just at that part of our life where it really centers around them.
0: From a leadership standpoint, what, what would you want people to think about as they think of you as a, as a leader?
1: Gosh, I'd want people to think that I'm candid and transparent and honest and fair and trustworthy and authentic, that I pretty much tell it like it is and what, what you see is what you get and I'm not going to spin something into something that it's not, um, and I'm gonna come to work every day and do the best I can for Nina.
0: What is always found in the Chartel refrigerator.
1: And I hate to admit this because it's really bad for you, but I'm a diet Mountain Dew fan. I call it liquid gold.
0: I've noticed you're not afraid to, to jump in there. Um, do you like Doritos a lot also? No. Because they tend to go hand in hand.
1: They go together.
0: I believe I've seen that there are Mountain Dew flavored Doritos no. in Australia now.
1: In Australia. Yes. Well, if I go to Australia, you I
0: will. You could check those out. What do you believe you're most famous for amongst those who see you as famous, which you're like now the president CEO of a big public company?
1: I am the absolute worst at directions or navigation. So that's probably not all that inspiring, maybe, for this podcast, but are we talking mean, about you,
0: driving or driving? Did I, sometimes no, I you just stumble into my <laughs> office. I'm not sure is that uh, on foot issue. Yeah, I'm
1: okay. But like driving or navigating, like if we ever travel, I always go right for the back seat because I don't want to navigate or drive. Gotcha. Like we, we'll go to the wrong airport. It's just not my thing. Mm-hmm. We all have things we're good at and things we're not. We well,
0: yeah. Hey, I mean, self-awareness is a, is a great stuff. thing. Yeah, that's right. exactly right. So switching gears a little bit, the coronavirus, COVID-19, this is a time unlike any that we have ever seen, right? from a leadership standpoint, like what stands out? Like what are are the big lessons that stand out to you off the top of your head?
1: I think we've learned a couple of things. We've learned we can move really quickly when we need to. I mean, we put um, protocols and practices in place extremely quickly from a safety standpoint to safeguard our employees. And there was no question that that was our number one priority no one at Nina ever wavered from a value standpoint towards the safety of our employees and then our ability to move very quickly and ensure that we have those in place i think that's a testament to all employees at nina um, so that definitely stood out and then we moved very quickly from ensuring that was in place to ensuring we had we're making the right decisions financially to safeguard our assets and so from an execution standpoint we execute well. And I don't know that that was a surprise, but we're just hitting such uncertain times. I think it was just great to see how well everybody pulled together. You know, we internally debate things, but once we made a decision to move, we moved quickly and as a team to make things happen and we can see the results of that.
0: What specifically went into the mask production in Europe? We we put, what, 100 million masks into the marketplace?
1: Yeah, so we have historically made a very small amount of face masks, and we don't manufacture them very efficiently. But when the need arose, um, I have to give all the credit in the world to the the R&D team and the German team um, in Vidoc, who just did a really spectacular job of recognizing the need, and then building the capability on not just one of our melt-blown assets, um, but doing that first and then transitioning that across all three melt-blown assets so that we ramped up production and productivity and margins very, very quickly. It was the right thing to do for the cause, um, but it also will pay long-term dividends with our customers. So we were able to partner with customers, existing and new customers in in ways that we had never done in the past. It was a great example of not wasting a crisis, of really taking advantage of um, the right thing to do for the community, as well as the capabilities that are unique to Nina and leveraging those capabilities and ensuring that we weren't just keeping on doing the same things in the middle of a crisis that we really focused on what needed to be
0: done. It's a cool story. This whole work from home thing, we've been kind of forced to look at differently. Uh, what, what's been your experience so far with remote communications, you know, working with a lot of key members of your team and their teams? remotely through WebEx or Zoom or telephone calls, how's that been?
1: I think it's gone remarkably well, um, you know, from a productivity standpoint, as well as how quickly we all adopted it and the infrastructure that the IT team ensured we have in place and the security features that the IT team ensured that we have in place. So it's gone much better than I ever would have envisioned it. You know, there's still some roles, quite honestly, that I think just lend themselves better to being in person and in the office. And, maybe I'm a little bit old school, but I still value the hallway conversations and some of the things that happen in the office. But that said, given the circumstances, I think everybody's done a tremendous job of, you know, ensuring that we're still getting things done that we need to get done focusing on those efforts and and very productive in the process.
0: Yeah. Speaking for myself, my willingness to embrace a video conference now, it's very, very different. Yeah. So one of the reasons we're doing this podcast and frankly, one of the drivers of a lot of the communications vehicles that our employees are going to see and feel are the result of the feedback that you received in, in multiple surveys, all of your roundtables that you, you, you've done kind of one-on-ones knowing the people cause you've been around for what, 10 years, 10 yeah. ish years. So you have finger on the pulse. So some really cool things based on some of that, that feedback that we want to want to announce effective today, right?
1: Yeah, I think what we recognize really clearly is it's not a one size fits all employee experience, and people value flexibility and they value the recognition that everyone has different needs um, in the workforce. And it's probably become even more easy to see during the pandemic. So, we're announcing two things today. One is that um, we'll be launching a program called Nina Flex which is an opportunity for employees to work with their managers to participate in a a flexible work program. And that can look different ways for different roles and different employees, whether that's um, a number of days a week that you work or a number of hours, or um, you'll work with your manager to determine if it's the right fit for your role, the right fit for you and, and what that could look like. And then the second one is that we'll be launching a, a, we called it, it's genius program, and you'll see some information on it, but basically it's that, hey, we can be productive no matter what we're wearing, whether that's a business suit, if if your day calls for that, um, or if that's jeans, if your day calls for that. And so effective immediately, everyone has the opportunity to wear Um, work appropriate jeans into the office environment and whatever location that you're in so that you can dress comfortably and be productive at the same time. I think employees will appreciate it. I
0: think so. Uh, There will be plenty of information for those of you who uh, would want to find out more and take advantage of the Nina Flex schedule, uh, there'll be a bunch of different information and tools uh, that you can get your hands on. I'd, I'd uh, encourage you to talk to your, your manager or your HR business partner. For the managers, same thing. Reach out to your leaders and be prepared. Uh, get yourself uh, as equipped as you possibly can to work with your employees to figure out what can work, not just for that employee, but but for the broader team.
1: I think that's the nice part about this is that uh, managers and employer employees have tools and frameworks to use to determine, is this a role that this could work for? Am I an employee that this could work for? And then ongoing, is this working? And so it's not completely discretionary that there's you know, a way to evaluate success.
0: So as we prepare to return to the office in some of our locations around the globe, how are we thinking about the safest way for our employees to begin to kind of reintroduce back to that environment.
1: So we're really talking about the office staffs at Nina because the manufacturing environment, we've established the protocols and we'll continue to likely operate with those protocols in place for some time. Within the office environment, we'll follow the cdc phase guidelines and, and comply with all local and state regulations. We'll return to the office in phases, so we'll limit the population within the office. We'll also, where we maintain social distancing, wearing masks in public spaces and areas, we've increased our sanitation efforts and we're obviously still limiting travel and we've identified four different phases of phasing and employees will likely the first phase will be voluntary so we'll notify employees that they've been identified as potential first phase employees and 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 reach out to them to see if it is something they have a high interest in returning to the office if they don't that's perfectly okay Um, we'll go on to the next you know number of employees on the list
0: so currently in this very moment What are you most looking forward to?
1: Well, I'm definitely looking forward to getting back to some semblance of normalcy post COVID-19. Being able to get out more from quarantine, getting back to a normal working environment, being out more with the family, vacations, just getting back to some level of normal life.
0: Understandable. What's your ideal vacation spot?
1: Anywhere with sunshine and a beach.
0: First ever concert.
1: First ever concert was Bon Jovi. Yeah.
0: Bon Jovi's a solid
1: play. Yeah. I liked the 80s hair bands. Yeah. yeah.
0: Favorite movie of all time.
1: So I was a big 80s movies fan. So I liked Pretty in Pink, Sixteen Candles.
0: Who would play you in the Sixteen Candles rendition <laughs> of Julie <laughs>
1: Nice. Let's see. Who would play me? Jennifer Aniston and J-Lo are both born the same year as me, so we're very close. We have a lot in common. A lot in common. So I'm thinking probably one of them. No,
0: this is a podcast. I know. You can't it's see just, all the things that okay. you have in common. Does that mean like uh, Mark Anthony or A-Rod no. or Ross from Friends would be your your Mike Chatelle?
1: No, I don't think so. I think I'd go with like a Channing Tatum type of, yeah.
0: We went there pretty quick.
1: I could go on.
0: Maybe we should. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, not a downtime when we're not trying to lead through a pandemic. I assume Netflix gets a lot of play. What are you currently binging?
1: I'm a big fan of Billions. It's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of Succession.
0: you watch Breaking Bad?
1: You no, know, I did not watch uh-huh. Breaking Bad. I think I'm one of the few that haven't seen that yet, but I've heard it's really, really good. So that's probably one I should watch. I'm almost embarrassed to say it. I did watch The Tiger King.
0: You and everybody else. yeah. Did you you like it?
1: I don't know if I could say I liked it, but I watched the whole thing. I watched the Michael Jordan series that was just on recently. I thought it was all right. I feel like we didn't learn a whole lot new. It
0: was a big Nike commercial. Yeah. What's something interesting about you that people might be surprised to know?
1: Our family does fairly adventurous things on vacation, like we've gone parachuting, so we've jumped out of airplanes, and we've gone bungee jumping, and we go whitewater rafting, and we go four-wheeling, and we go scuba diving, and we go night diving. And,
0: and is this you driving these excursions, or is this Mike, or the kids, or?
1: It's probably me and Jake, my son. So we're probably the two more adventurous ones. And then Mike and Jenna will pretty much go along with it. Yeah.
0: Well, Julie, thank you very much for your time today. I know you got a very busy schedule to sit down and be involved in our first two getting to know podcasts. I'm sure our employees appreciate that. So thank you for your time.
1: Sure. I'm really excited about it and looking forward to, you know, employee feedback and suggestions. So for ideas or topics or, you know, anything that, that folks have an interest in hearing more about.
0: Suggestions at Nina.com. Go ahead and hit us with those ideas, suggestions, any kind of inputs that you have. And thank you again for your time. We'll talk to you in two weeks.